Let's talk gospel music gold. I'm your host and Sonia Gibbs here to talk with gospel music singers, songwriters, historians, recording artists, choir masters, and directors. In this podcast, my guests will share their journey, their struggle, their strength, and most of all, their inspiration. Some of the guests on the podcast will be well-known throughout the gospel field, and others, you will have heard their instruments, their voices, and their emotions. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. We had such an extensive conversation last week with Dwayne Lightsey Jr., who is a social media influencer with his YouTube channel, Roaches. I pronounced it right this time. (laughs) Well, I kind of went back on part of where we left off last week. And there were some segments that I said I was going to cut out, but I decided to leave them in so that you can really understand the magnitude of being able to share things and delve deep. Well, Dwayne Lightsey Jr., he is originally from Baltimore, Maryland, and currently resides in Columbus, Georgia. He found his love for traditional gospel music through listening to Mahalia Jackson. And he keeps the tradition of gospel music alive on his YouTube channel, where he features hundreds of old school videos and music. And this man is on a mission to keep traditional gospel music alive. And you'll hear that as we continue our conversation on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. There is so much richness and so many talented people. And I like to bring to forefront people that you don't normally see, that the people that you don't normally hear. Yes. You know, and I just, I love it. And like I said, I love what you're doing, that you are focusing on traditional gospel music and that you are sharing that with with people and people are able to look at it because this is a vehicle when you look at YouTube when YouTube first started uh people were like "Eh, Mm -hmm. I don't know yes this social media stuff I, I don't know but if you have people that are on there doing positive things exactly then that is the substantiation I think yes you know even in Facebook uh, people talk about, oh, that's social media stuff. But you don't have to put negative things on there. Exactly. You can put positive information in, in there. You can inundate the internet with mm-hmm. positive and see what happens in that. Exactly. There's so <laughs> much negativity out there. Everywhere you look, mm-hmm. it's something negative. And at one point in time, I was thinking about closing my Facebook page mm. for various reasons, because many times I don't it's like with the news. I just want to turn the news on and look at the weather. And then they always find a way to sneak something that so-and-so was killed last uh-huh. night. Uh, this happened and that happened. And it's really irritating. And it is 
I won't say it depresses me, but when we say a change is going to come, we know a change is coming, but it seems like every time we put, we get two steps ahead, then it pulls us back wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I try to just not focus on a lot of that stuff. So when I had actually put an announcement out there on Facebook stating, I'm thinking about closing my page. My thing is this, if you're going to do something, just do it. You know, don't talk about you're going to do it, but that's what I did. But I'm grateful that I did make that announcement because the numerous comments that I received, and this was several years ago, the numerous comments that I received saying, no, Dwayne, because your page is so positive, we really like reading your postings. And the thing is, even if I don't get comments under them, I'll get a bunch of likes. Mm-hmm. You know? And if I'm able to impact somebody's life one way or the other in a positive light, as the song says, if I can help somebody, mm-hmm. my living won't be in vain. And I had to break that down because I said, somebody is one person, just one, if I can help somebody. And when I received those comments and everything, like, well, I'm having more than one person. Uh-huh. So my living is not in vain. And so I just continue to try to uplift people because it helps me as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a two-way street. It's like communicating with them and communicating with myself, you know. When I'm giving someone advice, a lot of times it's not until after I'm talking and not necessarily advice, but like an encouraging word. Um, It comes back around to me because there's something that I've said and it's like an aha moment, you know, the Uh light bulb comes on and it's like, wow, okay, God, thank you for bringing that back to me. Because, you know, the last, I'll say two years now, it's been a roller coaster Mm. for a lot of us, Mm -hmm. you know, and as I was saying earlier, you know, I've learned how to look at the positive in those negative situations. Mm-hmm. Even if the positive situation is, or the positive lesson is, I learned. Now mm-hmm. I can move on. It is equipping me for the next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is helping me or showing me what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at a lot of it. And speaking of what to do and what not to do, <laughs> Going back to this YouTube channel, you know, when it comes to YouTube, they've stated, you know, if you don't own the rights to whatever you're posting, don't post it. It's in the contract when you when you join. Right. So a lot of times people will upload full albums and things of that nature. I won't do that because I've had issues. I've had run ins with with YouTube, you know, getting strikes and there's a I'm not going to call any names, but there is a person that was bullying a lot of us on YouTube Mm. for posting certain songs from the caravans. And I'll just put it that way. Wow. And I mean, it was nasty. My thing is, if there's something that you really don't want us to post, send us a message, you know, could you please remove this? But this person went all out. That's how some people have lost their accounts. Mm. Because Mm. I said, I said, if my account is ever shut down for one reason or the other, I'm not doing another one. It took a lot of time, a lot of energy, lots of love, lots mm-hmm. of blood, lots of sweat and lots of tears, yep. you know? And yeah, it's like, yeah. and that's how it is when you're doing something positive. And you know, positivity doesn't spread as fast as negativity. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the negative stuff, like YouTube, they would allow them to make these copyright claims and stuff. 
without really looking into the situation first. Mm -hmm. And so this particular person basically made a lot of claims against folks. Folks lost their accounts and everything. So when it comes to copyrights, I'm very, I tread lightly. You know, there are many, there are many people who have posted like Jubilee showcase videos. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm grateful for it because many of us may not have seen it, you know, prior to being posted on YouTube, but there are strict copyright claims or copyrights involved with that. Mm -hmm. And I actually told a young man one time, you might not want to post that because heavy copyrights and, you know, they might do something to your account. Well, I'd rather check it out is what he told me. Okay. He did. Account was closed. I'm yeah. like, I'm trying to share wisdom. I'm trying to give you a little wisdom, uh -huh. but you're not listening. So um, I don't post full albums because that's like, I don't know, that's kind of like a violation to me, violation yeah. of privacy or whatever. So I might put a few songs up there, but a lot of times I, I'll direct people to eBay, for example, to get a lot of those records that they're looking for mm -hmm. and some of those other sites, you know, Google it, it'll pop up one way yeah. or the other, most times, not all the <laughs> time, most times. Well, as I told you at the beginning too, is that um, I sang with a recording choir mm -hmm. and I was posting some of our stuff. Yes. And I paused because I said, well, I know that it's copywritten mm -hmm. and I know some other issues that happened. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, because somebody said, well, why don't you just post the videos and post these songs? And, that, and I said, well, some of them have been recorded, but not released. So the, the album is sitting somewhere on the shelf from mm -hmm. the 90s. Yes. And I don't want somebody coming to me saying, you released that song and it wasn't supposed to be. Yes. So, you know, I understand about copyright because mm -hmm. people will come after you. They um, will. Yeah, I worked in a, um, I was a direct, director of technology in a school district. Okay. And there were, they share the books on a mm -hmm. server. Yes. And wanted to allow the teachers to have access to it. Well, I brought the attention to the superintendent and said, we can't do that because of copyright laws. Mm -hmm. We have to have a more secure, well, no, we need the teachers to have it. I said, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. uh, about, it took about six months to a year later, we got a letter, mm. a cease and desist letter because wow. one of their salespeople happened to wind up on our website mm. and was digging through, found a hole in the security system yeah. and got all the way back into the, the home server where they where we had the stuff located. Now it was fine to do it within the school realm, mm -hmm. but as far as having other people outside of the school, yes, that was not appropriate. Well, uh, when they sent the letter, it said cease and desist, or you will be hit with a $10,000 a day fine, not a week. Not a month. Okay, goodness gracious. <laughs> because, because of the quantity of material that was available on that server. Mm -hmm. And then, and that's when I knew about, oh. I, I had known about copyright laws, but I didn't realize that that much was on there because I was new to that school district. Okay. I didn't know that much information was on there. And when they sent that letter, because, I, you know, I brought it to the attention when I found out what was going on. Mm -hmm. and But when they got that letter... <laughs> Shut it, it down. became it became real yes 
So it, I understand about really. copyright. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you know, and you brought up Jeffrey Lavalley. He is one of my absolute favorite people in the entire world. Okay. One of the absolute greatest people I know. Uh, and, I, and I mean that with my whole heart. Um, he actually gave me permission to post some songs that he wrote. Mm. And they're up on YouTube right now. But one of his church members actually contacted me, if they were really a church member, contacted me. And this was probably about maybe 10 years ago. Mm. Saying, you don't have permission to do. You don't know what I have permission to do. You know, so I'm trying to tell you just because you don't, you're not in everything, it doesn't mean that you know. So, anyway, I said I got uh, permission from the writer to post it. And if you need to, to, to verify, go to him. I didn't hear anything else after that. Um, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, you know, Claire Ward, I have a lot of Claire Ward stuff up because I was actually friends for the last probably the last six years or so of her sister's life, Willow Ward Royster. Mm. She gave me permission to post some of this stuff. And then there were a couple members of the Ward Singers that were like, well, why did you post this? Because I had permission to. That's mm -hmm. the reason why. Um, if it was a horrible recording or something, then I wouldn't have posted it, you know? But this is stuff that people want to see. We get tired of seeing the same stuff all the time. Right, so right. I wanted to put a couple things out there, but I've... Um, I posted some stuff from the James Herndon singers and one of the members who is now deceased, his name is Nathan Murphy. Uh, and he had a group, the Nathan Murphy singers. He actually uh, sent me recordings from the James Herndon singers, like oh. all these albums. And he said, can you post this? He said, just pick whatever you want to choose. We just want our music out there. So we have some that are appreciative for me putting the stuff on it. and then we have some folks it's a guy from some quartet I don't even know if he's like an original member I, I was about to be mean I'm just gonna don't be, be mean don't be mean <laughs> no I'm gonna keep it like that but he was very nasty asking me to take songs off and I explained to him there are some people out there that may not know who you are and we want these folks to know your talents your gifts but we don't need anybody to help us we, okay then that's fine so I took it down but then I have a, another story. So one of the people that I was very close with, uh, Lady Esther Ford, she was a member of the Ward Singers. She was a member of the Stars of Faith of Philadelphia. She had her own group called the Exodus Singers in the 60s, the Esther Ford Singers. Then later years, she had the uh, Vintage Gospel Singers is what she called uh, them. But I was very, very close with, with Esther. And she actually gave me permission to post some of the things that she did as a soloist as well as with her group and there was a time where I guess she she had a passion and a drive to keep this music going so she would have programs once a month mm. in Baltimore there was a church a couple of churches but the main church New Elizabeth Baptist Church in on the west side of Baltimore they will open their doors and allow her to do these concerts. And just seeing the response, sometimes there weren't many people there, but it was enough for her to be like, okay, I'm making a difference. And then there were times where the house was packed, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like that, that, that love is there. But Esther, she just shared so much information with me. She adopted me as her godson. 
She just loved the fact that I was trying to do what I could do, Mm -hmm. you know, and even before she passed, I saw her a couple months before she passed. She said, you know, you have the final say so over some of the things that I've done. And I got it on video when she said it. So if somebody tried to come and get me, at you, yeah, you know, uh-huh. I got it. I got it recorded. I got it on record. So, <laughs> record. record. Not the royalties, but the record. <laughs> the record. <laughs> um, but Esther, she opened her home to me. She would feed me. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it, the stuff that I posted, this is the point that I was trying to make. It has opened doors for me to meet a lot of these people that I have admired. Posting this stuff. So I met Esther Ford and it opened the door for a few other award singers that were in the city of Baltimore. Mm. And then I met a young man from Atlanta, Georgia at the time he was in school and he would do interviews with some of these gospel greats. And because I had a deep appreciation for the award singers, he uh, was like, well, I plan to go out there to interview them so you can come along with me. It never happened because of one reason or the other, but I was still able to go out there and meet a few of them, created a bond. So that's the ward singers portion of it. I, the music that I posted opened doors. And a couple of them are like, well, I, I know who you are because we've seen your picture on YouTube. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> you just so don't know. You never know. And then, you know, Jeffrey LaValle, Richard Smallwood, those two people. I have people that are that are basically my support system. But Richard Smallwood and Jeffrey LaValle are the two people that keep pushing me to uh, write a book. Mm-hmm. And I have actually started a, a, the little teeny weeny bitty little beginning stage, I'll okay. say, of the book. But the important part is that I have started. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you need to be able to put all this stuff. So I now have it structured as to how I want to put it. So, you know, in, in regards to that, it's going to be more so about my life and how the music has impacted that and who I've had the opportunity to meet even if it was just a hey how you doing or shake Mm -hmm. a hand or a hug or long friendships you know I I plan to cover a lot of that stuff but I'll say YouTube has been the vehicle in traveling and connecting paths with a lot of these gospel greats and here's another thing I wanted to uh, piggyback on that is that when you present this music you're keeping their hard work because we know singers set and a writer sat down somewhere and let the lord inspire them to write those lyrics write that music Mm -hmm. and then to find the right people to express it through vocal intonations yes and then to go through the process of having that record pressed Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yes yes I would think that people would be delighted. Hey, you're you're reviving our sound. You're reviving and bringing us to attention. And I understand that you know maybe some people had some bad issues or bad bad uh, memories of something. But why deep why stop people from knowing about it? I am so adamant in trying to figure out why there is not a gospel music museum. There actually is now where from my understanding they made it into uh pilgrim baptist Mm -mm, not yet (laughs) no uh, okay gotcha 
I already talked to uh, Dr. Stanley Keeble. That's the okay. one that wanted to found it. The, yeah. It is not, there's no structure yet. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. And I am, I want to get on the bandwagon to try and get this because uh, my husband and I just went to Nashville. I'm going to cut okay. this part out. I'm going to cut this part out of the interview. Okay. <laughs> but we went to Nashville and they had just opened an African-American music museum. Okay. And they just jammed everything in there all at once. But there is so many intricate parts that we can have in a museum that features gospel music. Yes. And yes. just gospel music as a whole. And I think uh, it would really increase the size uh, or supersede the size of the uh, country music museum that we went to. That was three, four, three floors. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. In the African American Music Museum, it was one floor and it was it was like I said, it, it was like they jammed everything all together. Yes. So it would be so nice. And I know that I talked to uh, Dr. Stanley Keeble. I I hate to say this, like I said, I'm gonna cut this out. But uh -huh. in Chicago, there are so many politics that prevent this stuff from happening, but Pilgrim mm -hmm. got burnt down. And, you know, I actually came to, I've been to Chicago one time what? and that was in 2006. Yes. For my, for my uh, spring break. And one of my very good friends up there, John, uh, Elder John L. Nicholas, uh, who's at Greater Harvest now, mm. um, he was my tour guide. And so <laughs> I happened to see, because Pilgrim had just burned down around that particular time, maybe like a few months prior. And it was at night, but I could still see the smoke damage and everything, you know, the soot and all that. And I'm like, wow, that's gospel music history right there. Just mm -hmm. so I, I completely um, understand about, you know, Pilgrim. That just sparked a memory. Mm -hmm. But I've only yeah. been at one time. I was supposed to come back. I was supposed to visit last September, but because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to uh, make it. And so I plan to come soon. You talk about as long, as far back as that. So you would think that a city like Chicago would have rebounded and started that project. And he right said, then. he did tell me he's having struggles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is, it is just horrible that we don't have a gospel music museum. It is, it is. It's horrible. And I just, I don't know. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Know, I have a lot of stuff. Um, because I'm currently between between homes, I'll say. Um, I'm he, currently in Georgia, you know, but I I'm in a transitional period right now as to whether I'm going back home. I want to be closer to my family now. Okay. I've been down here since 2012, and it took me until about 2019 to actually start getting homesick. Mm. My my sister had a, a, a baby. Um, she will be three years old in October. <laughs> and I've spent time with her, but not as much as I would like to. So a lot of the stuff that I have, like my memorabilia, a lot of that is in storage right now. Mm. I want to be able to put it all out so that I can just have it. But when you said the Gospel Music Museum, I know there's a young man in Atlanta that is trying to start something the same guy that I was supposed to go to California with to meet some of the ward singers, he's supposed to be starting something. Um, I don't know how far it is that he's, you know, how far he's gotten, but we do need a gospel music museum because when it comes to the blues, rock and roll. They all uh, have one. Yes, but when it comes to gospel music, 
we have a rich heritage and this is basically the only form that's ours for the most part, mm -hmm. you know, is us. Mm -hmm. This is us, you know, uh, uh, Professor Dorsey, you know, he, they call him the father of, of gospel, you know, and he is, he's put a beat, you know, or like Mahalia would say, put the bounce with <laughs> a lot of the music, you know, and today those songs still stand, mm -hmm. you know, they're still being sung, whether they rearrange it or not, but I, I have so much sheet music because I think you had commented on one of my posts uh -huh. in yeah. the gospel music group of those four Claire Ward singer sheet music books that I have. But I have lots and lots of sheet music. I can't play the piano, you know, but I'm glad to have this stuff because mm -hmm. when I do come across folks that can play it, I'm like, can you play this? I want to see what it sounds like on the paper because uh -huh. I actually have a, uh, it's a, it's a seminar. And I don't know if I'm supposed to have it or not, but it's a seminar from the 1950s that included Thomas Dorsey and his trio, the Celestial Trio, mm, 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 mm. Mahalia Jackson and Mildred Falls was playing for. Uh, and then it's some, it was a music seminar. Okay. And so though the ones that I just named, they represented the religious portion of it. And so they were trying to connect gospel to like jazz and blues and things of that nature. When it came to Mahalia and uh, Professor Dorsey, Thomas Dorsey and his group, they did walk over God's heaven. I've got shoes, you've got shoes, all the God children got shoes. So then they had Mahalia to come back and do the gospel version. I got shoes and you got shoes. So they kind of put it together, you know, uh -huh. it was amazing. But Mahalia said something and made the audience laugh. She said, you know, Mr. Dorsey, he writes such beautiful songs, but we never sing it the way he put it on the paper. You know, <laughs> everybody just hollered laughing. That is true. Mm -hmm. When I heard the song Dig a Little Deeper in God's Love and I heard Mahalia sing it, mirror to thee, you know, it's, it's like a hand clapping. But then when I heard the sheet music version, nearer to thee. Mm -hmm. I want to be, I'm like, wait a minute, that's completely <laughs> like different. So uh -huh. that's why I like having the sheet music because I see how it was supposed to have been sung uh -huh. and how the gospel singers like, we're going to sing it the way we want to sing yep. it. Yep. Uh, I talked to uh, Dr. Clancy. Yes. He was, he was one of her, he was the last, the last organist. Uh, yeah. organist. Mm -hmm. So he's got a book coming out. I yes. will be so excited to see this book. I will Same be so here. excited to see this book. And I, t I actually told him, I said, wouldn't it be great if they did a movie about you and Mahalia Jackson, the relationship that you had with her? Yeah. So, you know, we're opening up. Maybe we can think of a way. I don't have the money. I'm gonna tell everybody now. I don't have the money, but maybe we can find a way to get this going. I know in the in Chicago it is red tape city, mm. but there needs to be. Golly, there needs to be. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no I completely understand. I completely understand. Because and... the, when I when I think of some of the things that I saw at the Country Music Museum, mm -hmm. and they had videos like uh, at uh, Willie Nelson mm -hmm. has his own little video set and they, they have a bench yeah. where when you sit down on the bench, the speakers are behind you and they're mm -hmm. doing an interview. Hmm. And so you can go to the, like these different areas and they have the sound where you can sit down and even, you know, listen to the interviews and hear what they say, listen to 
what they thought about certain things. Yes. And just to have something like that and have that in the in a museum where people can see this is how they learned how to do syncopation. Yes. This is how yes. they learned how to blend. Yes. So so I don't know. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I digress. You know, when it comes to that syncopation though, you know. Mm -hmm. One thing, I, and I keep going back to Mahalia because again, she definitely was my first love and I've studied her and you know, it brought me across, across my path with Joshua Nelson, the one that sings similar to Mahalia. Mm. Um, a lot of what he picks up, you know, it's kind of like he studied her every move, you know, certain things that she'll say a certain way she'll pronounce a, song, uh, a word in a song, you know, he got it down pat. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I noticed that Mahalia had bad timing sometimes. And when she would go overseas, it didn't help because they clap an offbeat and she's trying to, you know, trying to keep it. So I have some videos where Mahalia, the audience, and she loved for them to enjoy and let you know get into it. Uh -huh. But even at this very same, uh, the very same seminar that I was telling you about, she was singing "Didn't It Rain," but she stopped singing at one point and she said something like, "Now, if you want me to sing, no," she said, "Now I hear you want to applaud." And then you know she mixed her words up sometimes too. I see you want to clap, but if you want me to sing "Didn't It Rain," you need to get in the rhythm of it. And so <laughs> everybody just clapping and laughing. But, you know, it's another time over in the late 60s where she was singing and the audience is offbeat. All right, let's get that clap right. <laughs> and she, and then she goes singing. But the same venue, but a different day, she was singing Didn't It Rain Again. I guess it's just something about that song. It's like you see her eyes closed and she's trying to concentrate on the beat. And one thing I can com compliment and commend the late Eddie Robinson and... Uh, uh, Charles Clancy, Dr. Clancy, it's kind of like they knew how to keep her. Mm -hmm. And you can hear when they're trying to do something because even with Dr. Clancy, it's like he'll start pumping that bass even more to try to keep Mahalia on track, you mm -hmm. know? And so, I mean, it's just a lot of stuff that I've, I've noticed with her, you know, okay. but she generally had a heart for the people. You know, they talk about the money and all of that stuff and everything, but I think it, well, I know it was even deeper, you know, it's deeper than that, mm -hmm. you know, you can't take advantage of people and their talent, right. you know, right. I was about to say something else, a lot of yeah. times, <laughs> yeah, I won't go there, I, won't go I, there. I was reading some earlier today, so I won't go there either, but anyway, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, because I, I know that we have uh, a little time. And of course, this is my show. I can run it as long as I wanted. <laughs> but um, I may do this in two segments. Okay. But what I'm going to ask you is if we can get together again and do another show and we talk about the young version of viewing Mahalia Jackson, maybe I can get Dr. Clancy at the same time and we all talk about it and you talk about your version of Mahalia and he can talk about his version of Mahalia and we just have a good old time. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. Yeah, he that told me awesome. that uh, if I wanted him to come back on the show, just mm -hmm. let him know. And I okay. said, okay, well, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be so awesome. We actually did something, oh, I think it was at the end of last year, Mr. Uh, it was a, another radio uh, DJ that was talking about 
different singers and composers, namely uh, Professor Thomas A. Dorsey, Mahalia, the Roberta Martin singers and some of them. And so it was somewhat like the younger generation and the older generations trying to talk, but the topics were everywhere because it was multiple people that we were talking about. So, you know, just focusing on Mahalia would be great because then, you know, I'm like, okay, my thoughts are already here and I could polish up on some of them, you know, Mm. but that would be awesome. I would be honored. Okay, well, great. I will uh, work on getting that together uh, because he did tell me he'd come back because I asked him about another artist that I would like him and somebody else to talk about because they were all good friends. Okay. So I will, uh, I'll talk to him and we'll see about getting a date together so that we can all talk and just, it'll just be the three of us and we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll focus on one person and that'll be. Yes. (laughs) All right. Look, sounds good to me. (laughs) Well, before we close the show out, I want you to tell my audience how they can get in contact with you and what you have going on right now. Okay. Well, I'm on Facebook. My name is Dwayne Lightsey Jr. It is listed as that, but then in the parentheses, as the nickname, it is Roaches. Uh, you'll be able, <laughs> you will be able to see the, the uh, woo, yes, indeed. You'll be able to see the the background where it'll have a picture of Mahalia right now, but every once in a while, I'll switch it out. But it does say Roaches keeping traditional gospel alive. So you can find me on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram as it's underscore I-T-Z underscore Roaches, R-O-W-O-C-H-E-S. And I recently joined TikTok, but I don't have anything posted right now. Uh, But that's going to change sometime soon. You know, I try to stay connected one way or the other, especially with a lot of the younger generation because um, I am a younger generation, but there are even folks that are like 20 years younger than I am that are really into a lot of this old gospel music. I'm almost mm-hmm. 40. And so I have teens right now that are like, I've been listening to you since I was in middle school. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it, you know, okay. but it makes me feel good because it shows how long I've been around. So those are my main platforms. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, as well as YouTube, you can find me there. Okay, that is As far as what I have going on right now, it's really not a lot because I'm starting to get back into the swing of things. Mm. Um, I do post a lot about me, not necessarily the music on Instagram. Every once in a while, I may share like a short snippet of a video that's rare. I don't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand right. and stuff like that but every once in a while I may share a song that I haven't posted on YouTube uh, I'll, I'll do that on Facebook sometimes I'll go live and just you know speak with my folks because you know a lot of people's minds are different places and you never know what you can do to mm-hmm. be that light for someone now, a lot of people won't read the Bible a lot of people won't come to church you might be the walking Bible what they see in you might be how they perceive God to be. So that's why you have to be mindful of how you uh, conduct yourself. Mm -hmm. I am very active in my church. So we do have a lot going on there. I attend Kingdom Faith Outreach Ministries in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, 
Apostle Veronica Word Haynes is the pastor, overseer Willie A. Haynes. You know, we have a lot going on. We are community based. So I'm always doing stuff in the community, okay. you know, whether it's in within the walls or outside, you know. So that's basically what I have going on uh, right now. But as far as music, I would love to post some more stuff. But right now I'm out of commission because my computer was about over 15 years old. Wow. Decided to go up to yonder to ring them bells. <laughs> That's what happened. So I'm in the process of getting another computer. But once I do have that, I will be posting again and I'll be sharing some other things that I have post I, I purchased since okay. then. So since my last post. So we, we we'll see. We have some things coming up. I just can't give a time. I don't have a time frame, but it's coming. Okay. Rada is coming for sure. <laughs> well, I want to thank my guest, Dwayne Lightsey Jr., for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk the number two gmg at gmail.com. I am your host and Sonia saying, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. Are you one of the many Americans that are hoping to find a new job? Do you need to establish new skills or improve the skill you already have? Perhaps you're an HR professional in a company and in need of online training for your employees. Well, I invite you to check out the online training system from Born to Speak to You. Once registered, these online courses are available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for 60 days. In the area of human resource trainings, we have courses on lunch and learn program, crisis management, diversity and inclusion, health and wellness at work, office health and safety, workplace violence, and much, much more. Our website is borntospeaktoyou.com, where the two is the number two. That's born to speak to you.com where you can even arrange for a virtual training for your employees on any one of our 110 training modules.